This episode of this podcast is making me thirsty is brought to you by Pendant Publishing. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This is episode 106. Today's guest is a two-time Tony Award nominee for teaching excellence in the theater arts. She played George's girlfriend, Diane DeCon, the It Girl, in the season five episode of Seinfeld, The Marine Biologist, Rosalind Allen. Thank you for listening. If you dig it, please pass it on. Follow us on Twitter at This Thirsty, Instagram at This Thirsty. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to our website, SeinfeldPodcast.com. You can leave us a message on there and we'll listen to it and play it on the next episode. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. This podcast is making me thirsty. Episode 106, Rosalind Allen. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This is episode 104. Today's guest is a two-time Tony Award nominee for teaching excellence in the theater arts. She has had an accomplished career as an actress, appearing in hundreds of TV commercials, more than 50 TV shows and films, including Naked Gun, 33 and a Third, Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice, Santa Barbara, Sequest DSV. And of course, she played George's girlfriend, Anne Khan, the It Girl, in the classic season five episode of Seinfeld, The Marine Biologist. Please welcome Rosalind Allen. Rosalind, thanks for joining. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Good to see you. Rosalind, this is this is great. I mean, the marine biologist, one of the best episodes of all time. So take us back 28 years ago, believe it or not, this week, the marine biologist um, aired. So what can you, yeah, wow. So what can you tell us? I know Tony mentioned a lot of things you were in, also did a little matlock, but 94 was a was a big year for you. Um, obviously, a lot of movies, a lot of shows. But how'd the role of Dan come about? Was it was it an audition? I'm just curious, like uh, a little bit about it how was. the role came about. It was, and you know, 90s were very busy for me. But um, I remember Mark, the casting director, brought me in, and he he's a it was a relationship I had in um, in, in business sense during the 90s. He was very generous with me in terms of bringing me in for anything that I was right for. And I remember that particular audition. It was like a late in the day kind of um, audition late at night. I mean, like, you know, six o'clock at night kind of vibe. I remember feeling very late and at the end of a very long day. And, um, and I don't know how many people they saw for the role, but when I auditioned, there was only one other woman there and myself. And she was a she was a recognizable top model and you're going to ask me who it was. And I'm not going to remember. I have no idea. <laughs> she was just a beauty. And I, I instantly told myself, Oh, it's hers, but I'll just go, go through this, you know, and, and, and meet everybody and be grateful. Um, so I was very surprised when I got cast and then I think I got cast that night. I, I think I knew before I got home. So that was nice. Very and everybody cool. was there. Yeah. I, think, I think Jerry was in the room. Larry was in the room. Um, Mark obviously was in the room probably the director, Tom. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that's what I remember. I remember thinking, I'm not going to get this. So, <laughs> well, we're all very, yeah. I mean, we're, I think you were perfect for the role. We were just talking about it earlier. I mean, it, the first scene with Jerry at the ATM, um, I, I do that every time I'm at ATM now in my head, I'm racing the person next to me, you know, processing, processing. <laughs> um, 
And uh, yeah, me, me and Diane DeCon, both both Queens College alums. I got my master's degree at Queens College. I thought that was pretty funny. But um, yeah, so 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 tell us a little bit about you know your first kind of day on the set, your your first kind of you know week there, getting your feet wet, meeting everyone. Had you known any of the actors? beforehand um you know we've heard so many great stories about how welcoming they are and how unselfish they are um just trying to get your, your take on kind of the overall vibe would you because this is season five it's it's pretty much the peak seinfeld i mean um yeah. you know and you're walking into that I, I you know i mean you are a seasoned actress at that point but still it must have been um you know it had it some feeling out period thing. yeah yeah they, and they were awful just awful awful people <laughs> <laughs> um Actually, you know, it's a strange episode in that I wasn't on the set. Um, trying to think, what when was I on the set at all? I wasn't on the set. We we did locations. We we shot the beach stuff in um, in Malibu at Point Dune, and um, the ATM scene was outside of stage. I think it's stage six at CBS. Um, there was a location in the studio lot that was an ATM setup. And we shot that there. Um, and my other scenes were at the beach. So I was on set for the audience taping. Um, I got introduced to the audience, you know, and I was able to see the, you know, they show the playback for the audience of the, the scenes that we shot earlier that week. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember that particular episode being very memorable or that, you know, um, the taping day with the live audience too, because it must have been right up close to the holidays because at the uh, Larry David and the producers, they all brought in this incredible gospel choir when we wrapped that night um, to kind of as a gift to the crew and the cast. So that was super cool. Wow. Um, so I did, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah it, with... it, it aired in February. So yeah, maybe it was around late uh, December mm -hmm. where you guys shot it. Yeah. And I got all my scenes with Jason and he was so lovely, so gracious. And so, um, what I love about him was he was just interested in, in you. He just seemed authentically present. Like he really took the time to see you and, and be curious about who you were, which is a nice gift in, in the business and a gift in life when somebody takes the time to, you know, to pay attention. So he was lovely. And then I met Jerry for the ATM scene and he was great. Um, I never got to meet anyone else to work with except Julia Dreyfus and I shared the same manager then. Um, so I met her in other ways, but not on this, not to work with. Oh, wow. So, yes. Separate. Yeah, that was an interesting episode. Yeah, because there was a lot of scenes kind of offset. And, but there were some mm -hmm. scenes in, with Jerry, obviously, at his apartment and Monks with the, with the famous scene at the end that we could touch yeah. on. But um, so when you went in, like, what did your agent, like, so you got the script, you heard it's called The Marine Biologist. Like, what was your kind of thought process? How did you prepare for this role of the it girl? You know, I find that for most people, most actors, you know, you, you just try and bring yourself to the part as much as you can. You know, that's always the great starting point because typically as, a, as someone that's coming in as a guest star, you don't know a whole lot. You know, you know about the success of the show. You have a sense of the tone of the show because you've been lucky enough to be able to watch it. Um, but you're not given a whole lot of information other than what, you know, what, what you can imagine a brief description would be. Um, so the best bet any actor ever has is just to trust that there's nobody else like you specifically, so that maybe you will be right for this. And so I just try to walk in as myself the best I can and try to leave the nerves at the door, um, and just have fun. Um, I didn't know a whole bunch, you know, you never do. I mean, it's rare that you get a whole script. 
Mm. that you know the context of your part. It's, you know, you just trust the pages and you just make some strong choices and you go for it. Were you, um, obviously this was season five. Were you a fan of the show prior? Like, were you, did you kind of know every character? And Yes, very much. Yeah, I did. I did. I was very much, I, I love the show. I mean, it, it was the show. Yeah. And I'm just so thrilled for them that it's still a show that everybody loves so much. But then it was, it was just the show everybody watched. Um, it was just really fun. Um, and it, it was just, and I was so grateful to have the job because not only did I get to work with these people that I admired, but it, it's a job that got me other jobs afterwards. You know, it's, it was a job that people watch the show. They love the show. They see you, you, you all of a sudden you're, you're walking into offices that you didn't get to walk into before. So that right. was nice. Yeah, I would imagine. And then I, that was going to be that's kind of one of my questions, too, because I know you um, you mentioned earlier, you're the director of theater arts at, at the um, the uh, Oaks Christian School. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you have a, you've had a long career, but, you know, we're, we're Seinfeld based. So I was curious if there was anything from your Seinfeld experience. You know, we've heard so many stories about the way Jerry and Larry ran that show and the way, you know, um, they kind of other guest stars have taken things they've learned um, from being on, on that show, um, you know, with them throughout the career. And in your case, it would be throughout into your teaching career even. So I'm wondering how often do you bring Seinfeld into your, uh, into your educate when you're, you know, educating students? You know, I, I guess what, what is true, Seinfeld keeps being brought to me, which is really (laughs) like, you know, it, parents you know students they discover it and say oh my gosh it's you and you were that and um it's always a nice little bonding moment um but i think what what the experience itself taught me just as an actor being there as well is that just watching them work um is that they never it just seemed like every time they did a take it was fresh like there was no repetition of what they just did before it was like i there's a little bit of unpredictable quality to it which i just love and i love the lesson that you know you know, specifically answer your question that I can bring to my students is, you know, just, just be in the moment and just see what happens and be, just go on the ride and not be afraid to just try something else. Cause it's, what's the worst that could happen is that it's awful. And then you still tried something, you know, and it's, um, it's great to be brave, I guess, and be courageous. Very good. Was Very there, good. we've, you know, this show is kind of in the, you know, the lore of Seinfeld history. Was there, was there anything that didn't make the cut? I know you obviously had your scene at the at the Mac uh, Mac machine or ATM, and obviously the, the beach scene with um, George. Was there anything you did that didn't make the cut? I'm, I was just curious if. Um, yeah. No, that's a good question. I don't I don't remember shooting anything that didn't make the, the final cut because it was only really three. Was it three scenes? The ATM scene, the walk along the beach. There's there's um, this, the story about the fake whale. Does this have any merit to it? Do you remember any of this where they tried to actually have like the free willy whale or something and they ended up not using it or they CGI'd a whale? They, they, we've read this here and there, and, and but we don't know if it's like a true story. Like, is there anything to that? Do you remember any of that discussion? Not, or not that? to my knowledge. I mean, not something that was ever brought up in conversation when I was around. I never heard about that. So they didn't um, shoot a scene with, with Jason actually in the water, like on top of anything or nothing like that. No, right? it was all just- no my last, you know, that shot of him walking into the ocean, um, they, just, they just kept letting him walk. He just walked and walked and walked and then called cut. You know, I think, I think he got into his thigh height of water before they called cut. <laughs> I'm just getting over a cold. I'm going to cough. Excuse me. <clears throat> Not COVID, just a cold. 
<laughs> All good. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, for me, you had some you had some pretty memorable lines in the show. I'm curious what yours is. The little one you said to uh, Jerry always gets me, you know, uh, calling George a goof off. I don't know. So. Yeah, George. Yeah, such a goof yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, for some reason, like that whole episode, like Seinfeld, they did a lot of kind of risque uh, episodes, but the Marine by Hellish was pretty G-rated, even in even in that line you said goof off. Like, it's just so corny and silly, but funny. Um, but I was just curious, what were some of your... Again, it was only two scenes, but what were some of your, your your favorite lines from that episode? Well, that's definitely one of them. But you know, people always ask me to to say the line of you know you know save the whale, George. <laughs> you know that comes up always, um, and those, that's probably the most the one that sticks out the most because it's, I'm always asked to repeat it. Yeah, I mean, you you this, yeah. this we ranked this number six. It could easily be number one. I think it's I think it's many people's favorite episode. Um, I know I've heard Jerry in interviews say that the final scene of the reveal of the golf balls is probably his favorite, yeah. you know, part of the whole show. Um, you had mentioned, you know, you got to be on set during the showing of the audience. What was that scene in particular like when they when they revealed that, you know, when he reveals the golf ball at the end? I mean, the the, the response from the live audience and, and did and did was it was it um, palpable on set that everyone kind of knew this was going to be a defining yeah. moment? Or I mean, yeah. Absolutely. I, I do remember that it, even 28 years ago. I remember how I just how focused Jason was and how he he just seemed to know that this was it was just so well written. It was just so well thought through. And so there was just such a um a joy in being able to deliver those lines. And and he was had such conviction and such um confidence in in telling that story. I just I remember so clearly how proud he seemed when it was over, you know, like how he just, it's just that, it's just that, you know, that, that feeling, that energy, that chemistry that comes off something just clicking just right. And mm. it just feeling like just the perfect button for this story. Um, and the, it was hysterical. I mean, everybody was dying. It was just so well delivered. Clearly, yeah, clearly probably the most famous monologue the show's ever had. And, yeah. You can't you can't not help but think of you when he after that he talks about um how he gave he told you the truth and you, you guys are both crying. He said you were the most beautiful thing in the world, blah blah blah. And then uh when he told you the truth, you said, Go to hell. You know, it's like I'm just picturing Diane DeCon doing that to him. Uh which brings just <laughs> <laughs> you can't help but laugh, right? right. Um great. Just so, so you I mean, you were in so many iconic shows, movies we talked about, um, and clearly Seinfeld fandom is kind of at another level. Obviously, we're talking about it now, and we know a couple years back you went out and threw out the first pitch for the uh, Brooklyn Cyclones game. I knew you, you, you threw out a Titleist ball. Um, yeah. That was my idea, by the way. That was his that, idea. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it was. That's a funny idea. Yeah. So yeah, it's not like I guess compare kind of some of the things you've been in versus Seinfeld, where you're only in one episode yet. You know, there's a special place in Seinfeld fans' hearts for you. Clearly, um, I'm just curious, like being across so many genres, like what is it about Seinfeld fans versus any other type of fan that that you've come across over these years? Well, it just seems timeless. You know, I, that's what I really appreciated. I mean, I was a young girl when I did it, and um, and yet I, I felt 
I mean, I instantly was re was rewarded and um, for that role just because of the opportunities I then got uh, for work, um, and then just the, the the joy that people have and just reminiscing about these episodes and remembering their favorite episodes. And, and it just seems like time and time again, the marine biologist is everybody's favorite. And I just feel really lucky that I got to be part of it. Um, it's, rare, it's rare that, I mean, I know there's a lot of classic television out there and classic film, but just to have a small part of one, um, it's just cool because it just keeps, it's just a gift that keeps giving, which I love. And I got, you know, my favorite um, story of, um, of getting a job after that was um, Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks was casting his movie that he wrote called Mother with Debbie Reynolds at the time. And he had just, he had just seen it and um, brought me in to his office, um, asked me, just asked me to sit in his office and read um, this uh, scene at the very, that, that ties the end of the movie together. And I got, I, I was given that role um, which was so fun um, in the role and playing this girl that, you know, the girl of his dreams at the end of the movie um, called, called Mother. And so I, I'm always, that's just one of those Hollywood stories that, you know, doesn't happen very often. I'm sure it happens to a lot to the, the stars of the world, but for the people just building a career, it was a, it was a really cool moment. Really that cool. That is amazing. That's, that's really yeah. cool to hear. Um, and um you know, his brother was uh, obviously a very much involved in, in Curb and rest in peace to him too. But um, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a really cool story. I mean, I would have to imagine, um, like you mentioned earlier, it does, it does open doors once you're seen. And, and you know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a small role in that, in that show either. It was, you know, you, you were the it girl. Um, but um, yeah, so it sounds like though that you had you, your, your interaction on set was mainly um, during the day of the shoot um, because your, your scenes were, were, uh, were on location. Um, but what was there, did you still get a sense of the, the camaraderie and the, um, I guess the, we've heard of, we've heard from other guest stars that, um, you know, when, when they go out to lunch or at the wrap party uh, for the season, things like that, 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 you know, everyone is very welcoming. Um, I know you'd mentioned, you know, and Julia, but, um, you know, did you cross any paths with Larry David or, you know, Michael Richards or anything, or anything like that, as far as, um, you know, maybe Tom Sharonis, we're, we're big fans of his. I don't know. I don't know what it was like shooting those beach scenes on location. Um, just curious, there's any stories that we didn't, we didn't ask, you know, we didn't touch on because we didn't ask the right questions. Yeah, I, I wish there was a whole bunch more to tell you, but I, I do know that, you know, Tom, I really like Tom, the director um, and Larry, they both, um, they, they, they just have a lovely quality about making you feel like they they are just so excited that you're there, that they just feel like they've cast the perfect person for this role, for this story. Um, they're thrilled that you're there. They make you feel um, like your ideas are great ideas. You know, they make you feel like you're, you're part of this collaboration and, and let's try that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Um, and so that, that I really appreciate because, you know, it goes really fast. It's one week of work. Right, you go, you know, you come in, you're doing a ta you do a table read. Did we even do a table read for this one? That's a really good question. Um, we may have just gone right into shooting the scenes on different locations. And then, you know, the, the live audience comes in at the end of the week um, and then it's over. So it's really fast and you have to make yourself comfortable or, you know, insert yourself really quickly into a, a really well-oiled machine where everybody right. has these 
really long seasoned relationships. And Tom and Larry specifically, and Jason, really went out of their way to make me feel like, oh, um, th this is exactly where I need to be. Yeah, they, uh, we talk about a lot. They love to make the guest stars shine, but they also like to make them feel welcome. And this was an interesting episode, a classic, yet it wasn't written, I mean, written by Larry David. I mean, I think he had his hands in it for sure. Mm. But Ron, uh, Ron Haig, Haig and Charlie Rubin actually wrote this. Were they, were they on set? Like, I mean, or is it kind of Larry's show, Larry and Tom Sharona? So I'm just curious to kind of the vibe when you're, well, not that you were on set, but you know what I mean? Like at the ATM and the beach scenes, was it kind of Larry running the show or Tom Sharonis or the writers have been involved? I, I never saw that. I mean, if I saw the writers, I wasn't introduced to the writers. So oh, interesting. I mean, you know, typically the writers are there and they might be at the monitor and they might have some notes and they would pass those on to Tom if they were there and Tom would then share those with the actor um, or Larry. Um, but I don't remember the writers specifically being there. Um, was Larry at the beach scene? Yeah, I was just going to ask that. that. Or was that dubbed in, you know? Yeah. Uh, he you know? Yeah. I think that was dubbed in. I'm not remembering Larry at the beach. Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> I know. You know, when you watch that there. scene, it's a small little minor detail, but you could clearly yeah. see like the Santa Monica pier, like in the background when you guys are walking. I just noticed that. I've seen that episode probably 600 times. And I just noticed the pier this last time I watched it. The pier in the back? I've never yeah, noticed Yeah, right to me, like when you guys are walking, you and Jason are walking in the background, you can like see the pier out there. And then you, you like walk towards the camera and you don't see it anymore, but for like a second, you see it. Huh, because um, we, we, we shot it at Zuma Beach. And so okay. the, the pier isn't, huh. There's definitely something back there. Yeah. Um, but that was always funny to me. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it that, that that was the one thing I wanted to know about that fake whale, but it sounds like they didn't, uh, it was just one of those rumor things I that no one knows about. I wasn't privy to it, you know? Um, so, yeah. Raza, this, this show was seen by 35 million people that Thursday night. Wow. I'm like curious, like when you're teaching students like the theater or like auditioning, like you knew this was big going in, right? I like, I'm just trying to like, how did you calm your nerves? Like even at the audition and you've done a ton of work and, and obviously that helped prepare you for this, but you know, let's be honest, Matlock and the Hogan family weren't even 35 million, right? People on a Thursday night, no disrespect. I love both of those shows, but this was kind of the it show, right? right? So I was curious, like, had yeah. you, had you like, had you prepare for that mentally, emotionally, the whole thing? I think I, I think naively, you know, I, I think sometimes, you, you know, you don't know what you don't know uh, in the sense that you don't, I don't think I go into a show thinking, oh, this is so big. This is so big that I'm, because if I did that, I would, I think I would get nervous. And I would start second guessing. Um, I think for me, and I, what I would always tell my students too, it's, it's just about how can I, how can I tell this story the best I can? How can I tell the truth about who this person is, um, and be as believable as possible? Um, I mean, I, I, it was definitely. Don't get me wrong. Definitely, definitely a highlight of my life, of my career. Um, something I will never forget, and I'll always be grateful for. 
But in the moment, in the day, on the day, it's like, I'm just focused on doing a good job. <laughs> you know, you just, you just want to be there. You just want to not miss it. You don't want to, you know, I, I wish, it, you know, I would have loved my ongoing work as an actor to continue on and on and on, you know, but I took 20 years away to teach um, because it's, it's, the business can be so harsh on women getting older, but I've re-entered recently. So that's fun at my silver season. <laughs> yeah, very, that, that's, that's right. You were just recently in something, right? In 20, uh, last year, this year, right? 2021. I've done, I'm done it doing a couple of small, small roles in films and very cool. um, just, I'm just, I just dipping my toes back in, in the last few months. Well, that's uh, exciting. It's just fun. I mean, it's a whole different genre now, obviously, because I, I've now the age that I am and, um, I have no problem having, I let my hair go silver during COVID that lockdown. Looks great. I thought, I'm just going to try it and see what happens. And it is what it is. So yeah, no, very cool. For grandmas, right? <laughs> I think so we, far. well, we think you look great and we really uh, are enjoying this conversation. So we appreciate it. Um, I'm actually, yeah. So, I mean, I would, I would assume that, uh, you know, the work you've done, um, teaching was, was, um, fulfilling and rewarding. It sounds like, especially from, yeah, it sounds like it's incredible. I mean, especially with the, the Tony award nom nominations. And I mean, it just sounds like you're doing, um, an amazing job there. Um, but it, we're definitely looking forward to seeing you, you know, out there, like you said, so. Thank very you. Cool. Okay. You're awesome. So a, a girl from New Zealand, how does she end up in Hollywood? How, how'd that happen? What, you know, what, like, what inspired you? I always knew that I wanted to. And I, um, you know, I finished college young in New Zealand, um, university in New Zealand. And I just said, I want to go and just try it because I don't want to be 40 years old one day and wonder if I could have. It's kind of, I remember having those specific thoughts. So I bought myself a ticket and that took me to LA and I had... $1,500 and a hiker's backpack, literally. And um, I stopped over in Hawaii, Hawaii my first stop, and I got off the plane for about three months and worked there, made some more money, met some people that lived in Orange County, and they invited me to come and stay with them. And when I got to Orange County, I just started to try and figure out how it all worked. Like, I remember being taken into LA for the very first time and having a notebook on the back seat of my car, looking for a billboard or something like call this number. If you want to be an actor or, you know, I had no idea how any of it worked. I'd done a lot of theater in New Zealand, um, done a lot of performing arts, but I didn't, I had, I didn't know anyone in LA, didn't know anybody in the business. And so I, um, I then, I, I then invested in some acting classes um, and very quickly, because I was from New Zealand, I think too, and I was super young, um, I just had people wanting to represent me. So I jumped in and commercials were highly successful for me right away. That's how I got into the union and just started working nonstop. I would just book something every week and just keep it going. Um, and then, you know, as you saw in the 80s, you know, I, with, I did all my children and I did a lot of those you mentioned Matlock and Knight Riders and all those classic old shows. And I just got my legs during those, that kind of work. Don't forget uh, Jake. Don't forget Jake and the fat man. Jake and the fat man. Well, it's funny. Jer Jerry, Jerry mentioned yeah. them on yeah. the DVD. I'm curious if you guys had any, had any banter about Jake and the fat man or not. 
No. Uh-uh. It was always beating Seinfeld in the ratings early on, and they would bring bring the ratings to like Jerry and Larry and be like, Jake and the Fat Man is beating you guys. And they were all excited when they finally beat Jake and the Fat Man, uh, like season three or something like that. So it was an interesting uh-huh. tidbit that you had been on that show right before Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, no, yeah, it was good. Joe Penny, right? That's his name. Wasn't the actor that was in the show, Joe Penny? Yeah. Yeah. Great show. I mean, I, all these shows you're on, it's just a, a trip down memory lane. I mean, you should be, you should be really proud. I mean, obviously we love Seinfeld, but um, you've had an incredible career for sure. Um, I was naked gun. So what, I mean, oh. you work with some funny, funny people. What you know? <laughs> well, that was nothing. I mean, you think about naked gun. Um, how was, how was, how was, that was right. You know, OJ right there. Right. Well, what year was that? Ninety-four. It was Naked Gun in nineties, wasn't it? Oh gosh, I lose track of updates. Um, but that was such a small part. I got O.J. Simpson was in that, right? O.J. Okay. I did, mm. and I did a pilot with him as well, right before the mur- murders. He, I did a pilot with him called Frogman that they shot in Puerto Rico. Really? Um, right before, yeah. And his mindset was. Uh... Well, apparently that's where he bought the knife is what I was told. But I mean, I don't know if that's true. I just heard that from people that worked on the show. Um, but, but anyway, but he was on that show. Um, but, but my piece on Naked Gun was, again, just filmed. And then they shot, then it aired in the film on a television screen. I played a soap opera actress. So it was, mm. a, you know, it's, it's an itty bitty little thing. Um, super fun to say you did it. Um, but yeah, itty bitty. Really, itty bitty. For I sure. Nicole, Nicole's, what was her, Nicole, um, uh, what's her name that uh, passed away? Brett? Anna Nicole, Nicole Smith. Uh, no, Anna yeah. Nicole Smith. Anna yeah, Nicole that's Smith. Oh, Anna Nicole doing Smith. a biop of her, actually, a biopic of her. That's just, it just mm-hmm. they just announced. That was a sad story. Mm, yeah. Very sad story. So, Raza, what can we uh, what can we expect this year from you? We'd love to hear uh, what you're working on, the teaching, the pickleball. What's uh, what can we look out for for, for Raza? Well, you know, just wish me good luck. I, I I really am dipping my big toes in there right now. My foot, my full foot, will be in there soon. Um, if you if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm just building up. I'm just starting an Instagram account for just this for Silver Season. Um, and I'm at the real Rosalind 23 on Instagram. I would love to build a, build a following because you, but that's how the business works now. Casting people like to see who's interested in you. And, um, if I could have all my friends out there support me in this journey, that would be kind of fun. Um, and then I'll make all my announcements on Instagram when things happen. I'm, I'm definitely starting to audition. You know, everything's online still, which is so weird. Yeah, that must um, be odd. It's very, it's very strange because you don't really get a buy a real feeling for someone unless you're in the room with them. Um, so doing things on tape is is um, definitely a challenge. But I'll get there. Well, eventually. listen, the, the camera loves you, so you, you're going to be great, and we can't wait to see what you do next. And we will support you. And there's thousands and thousands of Seinfeld fans uh, listening to us, so we'll uh, we'll promote the heck out of you. And we just can't thank you enough. You uh, you are thank the it so girl, Roslyn, and it's been a it's been an honor talking to you. Thank well, you so much. Guys. I really appreciate you being interested. Yeah, this was you great. Thank you so care. much, and yeah, we're definitely yeah, pumped for you. <laughs> All the best. Thank you so much. All right, you too. Bye bye. Have a great night.